0: Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from Entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Well, hello, Courier Nation. Thank you for joining along as we get into episode 24 of the Deliver On Your Business podcast. Now, this is meant to be a weekly podcast. However, we are kicking it off with our 31-day Courier MBA series. And what we are doing is for 31 straight days, we're talking about a different business topic and we're applying it to being couriers for these gig gig economy apps like DoorDash, Postmates, Grubhub, Caviar, Uber Eats, all of those others. Now, each episode here is meant to stand on its own, but in this series, there are parts of it that it's just being part of being a series where sometimes hearing the whole thing might add a little bit more power to it, a little more benefit. So you can go to deliveronyourbusiness.com, that is our podcast page, or you can go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere where you get your podcasts and just go back to the beginning and start from there. Now, I never thought that I'd be one to be uh, getting into, uh, you know, being the one listened to in a binge listening type of thing, right? Okay, I know that when I get into lecture mode with my kids, they may beg to differ there a little bit on that binge listening mode, right? So, Courier Nation, today we want to talk about having a customer-first attitude when you're delivering for Grubhub or DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, any of these gig economy companies, when you're an independent contractor for them. Because the thing is, you're running a business. Customer service is a huge part of running a business, no matter what the business is and even when it's a business like what we are doing. But I know sometimes it's harder to think in terms of that, right? And and it's I think especially hard to think about being customer first when it's Grubhub or DoorDash or any of these that are our customers. Because let's face it, folks, with some of the crap that they pull, how can you ever think of them putting them first? And I'm gonna admit that it was it was a little hard for me to come up with some stuff on this one because here's the thing is is that the relationship is founded on really an exploitative approach to having people do work for them. They want to have you work. They want to have you act like an employee. They don't want to pay you like an employee. And that's just wrong. And that's not a great start to the relationship. So how do you put them first? Folks, I think one of the best ways to answer that question is to first understand what being customer first is not it does not mean that everything about the customer is first in everything. But what it does mean is it's putting them first within the parameters of that customer slash business relationship. So being customer first does not mean accepting how they act towards you. It does not mean accepting everything that they do. Now, if you operate a store or a restaurant you can have customers with all different kinds of views and ideas and a lot of things that you might be completely opposed to. They could have totally different political views, or maybe they have the same political bu- views, but the way they approach it, you just find really offensive, you know? Maybe they've got different religious ideas. Maybe they really, really stretch the boundaries and, you know, it's it's a New England Patriots fan or something like that. The other thing is, when you run a business, you are always going to have customers who are looking for an angle. They're looking for some kind of way that they can take for themselves. It doesn't matter whether it hurts you or helps you or whatever. All they care about is what they can get for themselves. And even if they screw you out of something in the process, and that's the reality here. And maybe that's the reality with all these companies, that they're finding some way to screw you out of something. But the thing is, is if you are creating that business relationship in an area and you are staying on top of it in a way that it is still bringing you the benefit that you're going for during that time that you're getting that benefit and when you're getting paid by them, all of a sudden, maybe that stuff doesn't matter as much. And really, you can't let it matter. You know, the main thing is, are you getting what you need to get out of that relationship Is it a beneficial business relationship? If it is, you kind of learn to let some of that stuff go, at least within the context of what you were doing for them at the time that you're doing it. Here is another thing that customer first is not. And being customer first does not mean you're just bending over to their mistreatment. Here's the thing. Now, I think on the one side is that if the customer is asking you to do something that flies against your ethics, you've got the choice to say no. And there might come that time where it's a matter of principle that whatever's happening with the apps and things like that, you may just say, you know what? You disrespecting me too much. I don't want your money anymore. It's time for me to move on. And that's okay to get to that point if that's how you feel. But be honest about that. If, If it's too much for you, that you don't want to take their money, then don't take their money. But as long as you're taking an order, as long as you are accepting offers, what you're doing is you're saying, even if I don't like what you're doing, I can set that aside at least long enough to do this delivery. And what you're doing is you're, you're always looking for, am I still able to meet my business goals within this relationship and within what I'm doing? And whether or not their approach or their attitude or anything like that is fair or right, if it is something that you decide that from a business standpoint still makes sense for you, you're okay. I mean, you're, you're at least accepting that, okay, I can still meet my business goals within the parameters of this relationship. One last thing is that customer first does not mean you do everything exactly the way they want you to do it. I use this example a lot. But if somebody walks into your widget store and says, I want to buy this widget for half price, and you know that it costs you a lot more than what they want to buy it for, customer first does not mean that you sell it at a loss. Folks, there's there's a uh, diner in my neighborhood that I really like them. You know, they're great people. And the food is really good. And the quantities are unbelievable. You know, I mean, they just give you these huge helpings but the prices are incredibly cheap. And and there's a point where I even kind of wish that they would sell it for more. And the reason is that I want them to be in business longer. I want them to be here a year from now when I want to go and, and get that salad or get that burrito or whatever. You know what I mean? So sometimes what the customer wants is outside of the boundaries of that customer business slash relationship. Sometimes what the customer wants in our situation isn't always the best thing for the customer. I had a great email the other day from an Amy, and she brought up a great question talking about multiple orders. Let me read part of it to you. It says, it seems like DoorDash has been giving me many stacked orders over the last several days. I've been accepting them all because it seems like it's pretty lucrative, but last night I had a batch of four and one customer didn't get their food for over an hour. It would be easy to go rationalize this by saying DoorDash offered these deliveries and we are in it to make money. But there is a customer service ethic that perhaps should not be ignored. If DoorDash doesn't care, should we? I thought that was a great email and a great question and a great topic. Sometimes you get in these kinds of situations where they tell you, yeah, go ahead and take all these deliveries and you know that's not the best for the customer you know that that's not best for the restaurants the restaurants hate when that happens uh, and i've i've had restaurant owners tell me that exactly exact thing and the end user especially that poor guy that got that order an hour later after it was picked up definitely doesn't like it sometimes you've got to make that executive decision some and and here's the thing with a situation like that is you know the deal with uh, like the dispatching with uh, these companies. Most of it is automated. Every once in a while, I think you get a live dispatch or step in, but most of this stuff is automated, and these computers and the algorithms. I don't think they programmed everything into it the way they should. You know, They didn't figure all the different scenarios and they didn't program it to weigh all the situations. And what happens is you're there to pick up something and the computer says, oh, hey, we've got other orders from the same restaurant and there's somebody already here. We'll just give it to them. And it doesn't take it any further. And here's the deal is you are the human element, You know, sometimes the one human element that is part of this whole decision process. And you're able to think through all of these different things. And you're able to think sometimes, I think, in a bigger picture than what those algorithms do. And sometimes you've just got to make an executive decision. But there are times that you've got to make a decision that you think is best for everybody involved. Sometimes maybe even what's better for the customer isn't always as good as it would be for us. And it was just like Amy said in her email that it's like, yeah, I made good money by having four deliveries in a row, but I don't know that that was necessarily the best thing for the customer. And uh, I loved her line about sometimes, let me find that again, but there is a customer service ethic that perhaps should not be ignored. I love that line. So Amy, if you were listening, I just want to thank you for sending that email because it really does raise, I think, a very important point. So folks, since we talked about what customer first does not mean, what does a customer first attitude mean? Well, I think it starts with being true to who you are and being true to what you've promised. Folks, I'm a big believer in integrity. And when you agree to accept money for something, you are also making an agreement to do your best. In fact, I don't think money necessarily has to enter into that. When you agree to do something, I think integrity says you're going to do the best that you can at what you just agreed to do, whether or not money changed hands. But getting money does have a way of kind of doubling down on the importance of that agreement. Having a customer-first attitude means treating people the way that they want to be treated. I can remember a sales trainer who once said that, you know, we've all got the golden rule, treat people as you would want to be treated, but uh, that uh, maybe the platinum rule to use in business is to treat people the way that they want to be treated. And there's something very much a part of this here. And, And really, I think that's an important thing, whatever kind of business you're running, and it is important for us. And we got to ask ourselves, what is it that our customer wants? What is it that they need from us? I think there are three important things as delivery contractors that our customer needs. One is they need to get their orders delivered. Two, they need to make the restaurants happy in the process of doing this. And three, they need to make the end user, the diner, happy within this process. Good customer service requires knowing what you can do to meet those needs, but I think it also requires understanding the limits and what your place is in trying to meet those needs and what your place isn't. Because here's the deal, Courier Nation, a lot of people will tell you that these delivery companies needing to have all these deliveries done means that our customer service should mean we're accepting every order. But here's the thing where it falls outside of the parameters of the relationship, that there are some things that your customer needs to have done that are not your job to do. And when you are not an employee, it's not your job to make sure all of those deliveries are done. Now, as soon as you accept an order, it is your agreement and part of your contract really to be as efficient and to be as good at that delivery as you possibly can. And so you can help with that, having all those orders delivered in the extent of what you do within the delivery that you have accepted. But outside of that delivery, that's not your responsibility and that's not part of that customer relationship. But here's the other thing is that how you act in with the restaurant and how you act with the end user goes a long way towards their satisfaction. It goes a long way towards improving their relationship with the restaurant and it improves their relationship with the diner. And so that's going to mean things like not hanging on to negative attitudes. That's going to mean things like realizing that there are things that sometimes the restaurant workers have been through that that you don't know and it comes out in their attitude, but you don't have to return the attitude back to them. It means being professional. It means being courteous. It means being a pro when you're dealing with the restaurant workers and with the customers. And in doing that, you are fulfilling a need for your primary customer, which is the delivery company. So that's a little bit of what customer first attitude is and is not. But I know it does kind of lead us to a question especially in what we're doing is does it really matter does it really make a difference you know cuz I think it's hard to take this customer service thing really seriously in our position you know and and maybe it's because sometimes we still struggle to take the idea of us being business owners seriously you know what i mean and so you know, when we're not actively gaining and losing customers, when our customers are the same two, three, four apps, whatever that we work with, you know, does that really make that much of a difference? I think there's the one side that it doesn't. And what I mean is these companies, they've got their metrics and, uh, you know, they they have the acceptance rates and all of these different things. And honestly, I haven't seen enough evidence I don't think I've really seen evidence that says, yes, having better metrics means you're going to get better orders, you're going to make more money. I have seen some people that do seem to get better orders, and I have seen some people that get, it seems like they get worst orders because they're doing everything that the company wants them to do. And and in a lot of ways, it is like the guy that walks into your store, if you own a store and they say, oh, hey, I want to buy this for half price. And you buckle and you sell it to him for half price. Well, guess what happens the next time he walks into the store? He wants it half price again. You set that bar. And sometimes I think when we take some of these orders that are ridiculous, that that they're losing you money, what you've done is you've set the bar low. And uh, sometimes I think you're more likely to be hurt by doing the things that they want you to do. But having said that, I do see some benefits from having excellent customer service. I think one thing that it does is that it protects the boundaries in that relationship between you and the delivery company. Because, folks, I know that there are a lot of times you can get nervous about, well, what if my acceptance rate isn't what they want? You know, could, could they let me go? Could something happen to me? And here's the deal, folks, I believe this very firmly, that if you do what you agreed to do, and that is on a delivery by delivery basis, the moment you take the delivery, you provide fantastic customer service, you do an excellent job with the restaurant, you do an excellent job taking care of the food, and you are excellent with the customer, that is going to protect you, that is going to keep you in good standing no matter what kind of noise they might make about other things that they're not required, or I'm sorry, that they are not allowed to require of you, that protects that relationship. You do an excellent job in what you have agreed to do, and I think you're going to be in good shape there. Another benefit that I see is that I believe that good customer service can make a difference in your profitability in the long run. Now we talked about this some in episode 13 on the podcast, and uh, but you know one of the areas where I really see this happening is in the restaurant. That when you create a good relationship with the workers there, when you treat them well, when you are respectful, when you're patient—sometimes when it's really hard to be patient—they remember that. Because there are so many places that you go to so many times, and they get to know you. You develop a reputation. This guy's a crank, or this gal is really great to work with. And here's the deal, and I've seen this happen so many times, that I go in, I'm the last one in, I'm the first one out, and part of that is because I've developed a solid relationship with the people at the restaurant. So that kind of thing makes a difference. It can get you in, and it can get you out. It can get you taken care of more quickly when you have a good working relationship, when you're providing really good service to your customers' customers, it just, it works all the way around so much better. Having a good customer service attitude also makes a difference in your mindset. And folks, this I think could be bigger than anything. Once you decide to approach things with integrity I think it has a positive impact that spreads across everything you do. And there's a sense of pride. There's professionalism that goes with it. When you treat other people positively, you start to sense more positivity coming from them. Here's the bottom line, Courier Nation. Ultimately, our customer service is a reflection on who we are as people. How you act in a small situation, like when you're frustrated with a restaurant worker or when a customer care agent is not seeming as competent as you need them to be, that's a reflection on how you're going to act in bigger things. And if you've ever been one of those where you're starting to catch that entrepreneurial bug and you want to move into some other areas of uh, running your own business, here's the thing is if your customer service is crappy in the small things, it's going to be horrible in the big things. I don't like the things that our customers do in certain areas. Uh, If you listen to me, if you read my stuff long enough, you understand that, you realize that. But here's the deal is that as long as I'm willing to accept money from them, as long as I feel like I can still meet my business goals by doing business in that environment, I'm not going to let those opinions get in the way of my own integrity. Those companies can be the worst that they can be at times, but that doesn't mean that I cannot be the best that I can be at those same times. So my friends, that kind of wraps up our topic for today. But now that we've talked about this, tomorrow we're going to kind of take this to the next step and it's going to answer the question, is the customer always right? I want to thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Invite you to come on over to our website at deliveronyourbusiness.com and that takes you to the podcast page or you can go to entrecourier.com. It's all pretty much the same website, but entrecourier is the main page. You can look us up on Twitter, Facebook, even LinkedIn by searching for Entree Courier in those platforms. And you can look for our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, all of the main podcast platforms there we are up on. Now, folks, as I always do, I like to save this part for the end because I want to make sure that I've earned the right to ask this through providing useful information. So if you find anything helpful in the podcast, uh, over at the entrecourier.com website, if there's stuff that helps you out, if there's stuff that you think could help somebody else out, would you please spread the word? Share the information on social media, tell other drivers about us, um, leave reviews on the podcast, because all of that helps us to get found. And the more people that can find us, the more people that we can help to take control of their business, their careers, their lives as independent contractors. The last thing that I ask you is please go out there and take control of your business, take control of your life, take control of your customer service, go and be the boss.